Tonight we are going to discuss domestic cricket in Australia, namely the Sheffield Shield, and we have a special guest with us, a sports reporter from News Corp Australia covering local sport around the country. Uh, but more recently, he gained viral fame for taking a great catch in the crowd at a BBL game at Junction Oval between the Scorchers and the Stars. Welcome to Matt Hatsoglu, the brother of leg spinner Peter. How are you, mate? Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Shabal. Yeah, it was, um, it was a nice catch. I was glad to get on, on that. I, I wouldn't have made this podcast if I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Max. Welcome, Max. And uh, we are glad to have you here. And um, straight off the bat, the first question to you for from the Shield point of view, um, we would like to get your thoughts on how Cricket Australia has organized and how, how have they run the Shield over the last few years. So do you think they've shown enough love for the premier domestic comp, you know, four-day red ball domestic comp in the country? And where do you see the Shield going in the next 10 years? Well, I think if you look at the way the national team has been going, you'd say, yes, they have handled it very well, Sheffield Shield cricket, because if the Australian team's doing well, clearly everything below is, is functioning quite well. So um, that's the short answer. But obviously, you know, th there's a future that we need to continue focusing on and we want test cricket in the future to be um, successful like it is now with the Australian cricket team. So um, it's an area that continually needs to be invested in and a lot of time. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the Shield season... Is going well, but obviously with the way T20 cricket's coming in now, it's it's making it interesting. That that's for sure. Yeah, that's a great answer. But following on from that, do you think there has been in the past few years? I remember a couple of years ago there were a lot of questions asked as to, you know, uh, there's not enough talent coming through the ranks, and you know, in the yeah, in the last two years, question. I can. Yeah. I can certainly name, you know, someone like Todd Murphy who has come in, someone like an Ash Trandrasinghe who has come in, um, Matt Kuhneman is another one. Do you think in the past two years something has changed or do you think there's still a long way to go from the pathways point of view? Yeah, I think the, the pathway system has had a lot of changes from, from the national level with each state team and also at regional levels, at a more local level, I've seen changes happen. So um, they're constantly working and trying to work out what is best, which is a very hard answer to, to come to yeah. and, and find out. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's in terms of if it's been working, look, we've produced some really good players and some outstanding players, but it's important that, um, that the way it's done is, is, is maximized as best as possible. And we want to be getting all the talented kids and we don't want to miss any. So I suppose that's the goal of the pathway. And, and I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, I think it feels like there's a real focus on young guys and, and picking up players when they're around that 17, 18, 19. Personally, I think we're missing out on a few players that are, in their early 20s and mid 20s, I think there's scope there to to increase um, giving out contracts to these guys who are yeah. who are in their mid 20s and doing really well at Premier cricket. Yeah. I think that's been an area that's certainly been missed out on. And and what happens is I think we lose a lot of players in their early 20s to to in Victoria's case sub district cricket um, rather than playing Premier cricket. So I think. Um, mm. We, we need to continually focus on the, that that um, mid-20s mid age group. And I think that, that can be something that, 
it can be an increased uh, focus over the, the the next few years and into the future. And maybe even other sports because you know players will go if cricket's not giving me that opportunity, I'll just go play another yeah. sporting court and I'll I'll try my luck there. And that's where I think cricket's also losing that, as you said, 20, 21, 22 year olds. Um, I, I remember a few years ago there was an under twenty three comp. I think when we were really back when I was in school, probably there was an under twenty three state comp as well. And it, it, during COVID in the last two years, um, Australia has lost that pathway comps, national champs under 15, 17s and 19s. But this year, again, they have started to ramp up. So that, that's a good thing to see. Yeah, no, it is. It's um, it's certainly good to see that because that's a really important um, pathway for kids and a good journey for them to undertake. Um, I was lucky enough to do um, a little bit of that in South Australia and Victoria. So um, it is really important and it's it's certainly an experience that people remember for a long time. And and that's what inspires a lot of the juniors to play yeah. and push themselves yeah. is because of these opportunities to be able to travel um, and, and play interstate. Yeah, so it's it's certainly um, something that's really important. And, and at under 23 level, it's that that's something that would be, you know, great to see. And, and it happens in second 11 cricket where we get a lot of those guys, but we want to keep focusing, I think, and continuing it, not just when they get to under 19s and you stop the focus. I think the focus should even increase more once they're 20 or 21. So maybe that's something to, to think about. But, um, yeah, there's no right answers here. It's, um, it's really open and um, different ideas get thrown around all the time. Just following on that, um, I think it's a good segue into New South Wales season in the Sheffield Shield. It's probably the worst season I can remember. Um, what went wrong for them, and, and what would you, what did you make of their selection processes throughout the season? Because that came in for a lot of criticism online from fans as uh, the losses kept coming in. Yeah, well, um, my colleague Danielle CD wrote a great article about the selection policy and mm. what they're sort of aiming at, and um, yeah, it, it was, uh, I think, around that um, picking young guys. Is that is that right? What did you... Um, yeah, did yeah, you a, lot of young, a lot of young guys. And, um, yeah, there wasn't really a balance, I felt, uh, you know, you know, blooding these young guys with some experienced heads as well. Um, yeah, it just didn't help as well that a few of the senior guys just weren't scoring runs as well consistently enough. It was just, yeah, it was a real rabble. Yeah, well, that's where I think... Um, you know, maybe they've had too much of a focus potentially on on these really young guys, but mm. it's hard to it's hard to fault what they've done because they have won the most shield titles. Yeah. But in saying that, they do have the largest population out of any other state or territory in the country, so they're expected to do well every season. Um, yeah. And yeah, they've had an off season, and and I know that they've had a coaching change and and um, and they've had a few different changes. A lot of guys playing in the Australian national team as well, so it, it's tough for them to um, to sort of deal with that. So maybe that's had an influence. I know they've got new facilities right now though, which look very good. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't had a look at them, um, I highly recommend because they look quite impressive. But um, look, they, they 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 didn't win a game. They're the only team that didn't win a game this season. They they drew five, lost five. Um, and they only, I think the main concern for New South Wales this season was that they only bowled um, the teams out twice and took 20 wickets on two occasions yeah. um, out of the games. So it was probably the bowling that, that really um, hurt them. Um, I'm sure the batting also had a few concerns, but 
the bowling was probably the one area that that they struggled with this season, and um, and and yeah, that that was probably what what you can put it down to um, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, and I think as you said earlier, having I think they changed coach between the season, like in mid season, mm. um, and having that you know, change at such a level is always going to be difficult with new management and new plans coming in. And, you know, players don't always fit what the new coach plans to do. Um, and I think that's what caused a lot of headaches as well for New South Wales. But I think we, no one expects this from a state like New South Wales who have, you know, the most titles in, in Australia. But I think what they have hit the nail on the head, as, you know, as, as we all said earlier is, youngsters you know they gave the youngsters a chance and that may have been their downfall but in in a couple of years time that's what's going to do them a world of good uh with these youngsters you know having yeah. that experience under their belt they are going again going to be the powerhouse that they were didn't help as well that curtis patterson averaged 29 and Enriquez averaged 31 they're the like two of the senior guys in that side when they're not scoring that, that make it increases the pressure on the others makes it a whole lot worse especially when you're not taking wickets as max said so yeah, lots and, to think about. Um, speaking from New South Wales selection, uh, what do you make of the Australia A squad that was recently announced? And G, is there any one player, you know, a list of players that you would have liked to be selected? Like, or there's someone missing out, or what? What, what have they done right and wrong? Yeah, it's it's obviously tough to to um, analyse the Australia A squad because, um, you know, a lot of the players like Marcus Harris, for example, he's signed with the county. I know that Peter Hanskin was named in the squad, but um, I'm reading a story today in the paper that um, he's withdrawn from the Australia A squad because he's um, picked up a county contract. So, um, so yeah, he won't be going to New Zealand for the two-match series against... Um, New Zealand, um, but um, but yeah, in terms of the squad, there's some exciting names there. Obviously, this is in preparation for the Ashes, so um, that's where a lot of the attention is. I like Aaron Hardy; he's a good selection. He can Me obviously too. bowl and uh, yeah, and um, and in, and in English conditions, um, you know, he could be a really good option for um, Australia. You know, Cameron Green's obviously there as the all-rounder. Um, but he could be a really good backup option and, and maybe yep. a player you even give a chance, um, especially with the way he's batting at the moment as yep. well. He can be the next Shane Watson, really, uh, maybe less overs than a Cameron Green, but you still got him as an option just in case uh, the others aren't taking wickets and um, you might need that fifth or sixth bowling option. So I liked him. Yeah. Um, Spencer Johnson, obviously, coming off a really good big bash. I like the way that selectors have rewarded him because – you know, when you're doing so well and, and you're performing, it's always nice to get the backing from selectors because when when you don't get picked after a good performance, it can um, throw a curveball at you and then it's tough to deal with. So I like that backing and the confidence that's given in the selection for Spencer Johnson. Um, where's Agar? He's got an um, unusual bowling action and he's obviously throwing his arms and legs around when he bowls. So it can be quite tough as a batter to, to deal yeah. with that. So... You know that that if he does well in the Australia in this tour, I'd I'd, I'd love to see him um, bowling to uh, Johnny Bairstow on return. I mean, he might be back. I don't know if he'll be recovered by the time the Ashes starts, but um, I'd love to see where Zagar in action. And we know what happened the last time an Agar um, debuted in England. So yeah, <laughs> um, 
there's plenty of good names um, in that list, and, I, and I'm excited to see a few of them for sure. Is there is there someone who you think wasn't considered, but you would have loved to see? I have a name in there mind. May, maybe maybe in someone like an Ashton Singer who has who you know he he started well in the Shield. Um, he couldn't quite get the scores in the later games, but he still started well. Um, and he's someone. I feel I've watched him closely when I played in Darwin and, and you have done the same and he, he has a tremendous work ethic and we know that what his potential is and I see him as a future Australia opener as well. Yeah, I think I would have loved to have seen his name rewarded. Um, he's such a really good two-day batter and long-form batter, four mm. days. Um, so he's a player of the future, especially in long-form cricket. And not, it's not just long-form cricket. I say long-form cricket because that's just one of his strengths and one of his biggest yeah. strengths batting for long periods. But put him in a one-day match or even a T20 and he can tick the scoreboard over. We've seen Steve Smith and it's probably the mistake that was made potentially with him is that he probably he showed playing for the Sixers that he is certainly a T20 batter and someone that can smack a ball. Um, and, and he's probably... Mm-hmm. He hasn't played as many T20 matches as some of the other batters, but it's probably been, um, you know, proven now. And, and you know, it's, it's been proven in the past many times before that, that he can play as a T20 batter. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing him progress his career and maybe even after he's finished his test career, he can um, have a big um, journey on the gun, circuit. Playing gun for hire. Gun for hire. Yeah, that's right. Sure. He's, um Yeah. He's, he's, he's certainly um, a great option for, for the T20 format. <laughs> Speaking yep, of the players who was left out of the Australia A squad, is there a reason why Will Sutherland wasn't picked? He had a good shield season. Um, and I, was, yeah. I had a question for you about, like, is he a player that could probably make an Australia test squad in the future? And does he have the game for it? Because he was awesome with the ball in particular. And he chipped in with runs throughout the season too. Yeah, he, he had a great season, and um, especially in the Big Bash, which which I watched a fair bit of, he did well. And yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been impressive. He obviously got the captaincy at Victoria, and he's handled that well. They're into a Shield final now, so um, you know, a, lo- a lot of the times with these squads, it's it's opportunity and a bit of luck. Mm, so yeah, um, I'm sure you know they've got they've got his name up their sleeve, and he'll get a crack at some stage. He's still so young, which is a I good hope thing so, for yeah. him. 30, 36 yeah. wickets at, uh, at 20 he took for the season that so far before the final. That's, that's some year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and his name could have easily been thrown in without doubt into this yeah. squad. Um, yeah, unlucky so, to miss yeah. that, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think absolutely. One, one player I would, I would pick out from that squad to keep an eye out on is Campbell Callaway. I think, yep. I think he's going to be, you know, we saw him in the big bash as well. Uh, really 100 young. 100 against and, South Africa as well in that, but when they were here, he scored 100. Yeah, ab- years, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think he's the one to look out for as well. And mm. one player, I'll, I'll throw his name again in the hat. He has been in discussion for a few years. He's already made his test debut, but I would love to see him um, is Will Pukowski. Uh, you know, how far or where is his career going? Because I think I, I love to see him. He was, you know, uh, he, he was said to be the next Ricky Ponting. Um, that's a lot of pressure, but um, where where do you think Max his career is going? Yeah, well, he's um he's been in the commentary box a lot. I'm sure yep. you guys have seen him in the commentary yep. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's a player with amazing talent, as we know, and um, it'd be really good to see him 
um, playing. So I think it just depends on um, on on how how he's going with his um, concussions, and and I think that's getting better because he's he's returning to playing now, which is awesome. So um, yeah, it'd be great to see him, but obviously it needs to be a bit of a progression there with his return to the top level and and even um, Australia A. Um, so it'll be good to see him in the Shield final um, potentially or. Or we'll see what happens there. I don't. I don't know if he's going to play, but then um, you know maybe even a county season, um, and then he can build into the Absolutely. Ashes. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of time there for him because he has had uh, issues with concussion in the past. So hopefully um, he can he can settle in this time and have a long run. Hopefully, yeah. Don't want to see his talent wasted or anything like. He's just unbelievable ability. Um, Speaking of a player in the Sheffield Shield this season who surprised you, Max, or, you know, thought, well, he had a better season than I thought he would? Yeah, well, Matt Short uh, was yeah. just unbelievable. He's, he's, yeah. um, he's still hot, uh, even off the field. He's just dominating. He's uh, going to the big bash. He's going to um, to the Shield, making runs. And I think now he's a chance for the IPL as well. So he's going to get the rewards there uh, with the money. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great for him to um, to see him really shoot up. Um, look, you can call it a surprise, but he's obviously a good player that's done it in the past as well. But he really took it to another level this year. Mm. I thought um, Daniel Daniel Drew from South Australia had a good season. Yeah, uh, played for West Torrens in um, Premier Cricket, and um, yeah, he wasn't getting picked last year, and he's been out of favour. But really, he returned and and six hundred and thirty six runs. At an average of 45 and the third most runs in the cop. So it's hard to um, to not be impressed by that. And, and that's a yeah. really good performance for him. He bats like Steve Smith, boys. So Yeah, someone um, was telling me that on Twitter and I agreed because I was watching it too. And yeah, there's there's, there's similarities. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we've got, hopefully uh, he mimics him uh, test record-wise in the future. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> well, I'll just find out how old he is. He's, um, he's 26 and I, I don't know. Smith's probably in his thirties by now, so um, yep, you know, he might be right there. Um, Hopefully, and yeah. I reckon. I reckon uh, yeah, on the yep, certainly, and um, and Bo Webster, he had a yep. really good big bash, and um, yeah, it was it was great to see him do well in the big bash, which I was quite impressed with, and um, and yeah, for someone that bowls, you know, medium fast pace and can also bowl spin, and he also bats. He yeah, great well, last game he had. I think he took yeah, what, a, a, a century and then yep. and he took five and he took wickets as well. I don't know how many he yep. took, can't remember, but yeah. Great, great season for him as well. Agree. On on the on the flip side, Max, who do you think was the biggest disappointment? I, I'm I'm guessing it's someone from New South Wales, but who was for you <laughs> the biggest disappointment? Well, you mentioned um you mentioned uh who did you mention at the start of the show, Nash? Uh, I mentioned Curtis Patterson. Sorry, Shabel mentioned Curtis Patterson. Yeah, I mentioned Curtis Patterson. Yeah, look, I, I don't want to throw too many names under the bus. But, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, you know, not answer the question. Um, I think. I think probably. Probably. I was listening to the Big Bash commentary, and um, and someone that was dominating a few years ago. And it's probably fallen off a little bit now since his really high bar that he set a few years ago was um, Darcy Short from the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out of favour in selection. He's been playing second eleven cricket. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, he probably hasn't produced what he did a few years ago in the Big Bash, but um, what he what he did in the Big Bash was amazing a few years ago. He was yeah. um, dominant. So it's hard to at that level. Um, so, so yeah, the, look, and and there's probably a number guy, a number of other guys you you could um, name, and and particularly you know the New South Wales team that that didn't win a game. Um, you know that that's that's tough going for them, and yeah, they had to throw the magnets around in the end. I think I think New South Wales team just needs to have a chat, sit down and chat with the South Australian team from a few years ago who were really struggling to win a single game um, at, 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 in any format, not just red ball, but in any format. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that has happened previously, not, not, not too long ago as well. Um, coming to the ashes now, uh, which is not uh, far away from us, Marcus Harris and Cameron Bancroft have been excellent in the, in this domestic season. David Warner uh, got injured slash dropped. Uh, from the India tour, what do you want to call it? Um, who do you think deserves a crack next to David Warner? If David, it, firstly, would you pick David Warner? That's that's the first question, uh, based on his current form. I, I, you know, with Usman Khawaja, and if not, then who do you pick? Oh, it's a good question because I could, you know, there's Travis Head who's uh, who uh, he opened last game, um, so you know he he could partner up with. You know, it was like you know David Warner. He, um, you know, he could partner up with with Travis Head, um, and you got Harris Bancroft as you mentioned there, Nash. So, um, for me, oh look, it's so hard to pick. Um, <laughs> Come but- on, don't sit on the fence. Come on, Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're, you're a reporter. You shouldn't sit on the fence. That's not your job. <laughs> well, um, well, look, no, I, it's a tough one. It is. Considering the way that David, well, look, the, the way I'm hesitating suggests how tough it is to, yeah. to sit, select this team. And, um, you know, shout out to George Bailey and, and Tony Donovan and his team. They, um, they've, they've got a tough job. But um, the way David Warner went last time he was in England, he obviously struggled, sure brought around the wicket. It wasn't a good sight for Australian fans. And, um, and that's going to be another, you know, area to watch very closely. But I, I'd give Warner a crack straight up the top, first test. And um, you know the way the way you shape it, um, it, it could be with with head, uh, or you could have head down the order. I'd I'd probably um, look to potentially reward the efforts of Cam Bancroft, who's um, who's done well. But there's also a number of boys who are heading up there for the county season who who have done well, um, who might do well, and and you could go off that. So yeah, it's it, it's still sort of a waiting game, I think. But um, do you guys have um, two names in mind? Look, I think I think for me, if if this is just me, but if I was David Warner this season, particularly, you know, I don't think David Warner will have you know four more four more years in his in his Test career. This might be you know the last twelve months that he plays uh, Test cricket. If if I was David Warner, I would. It's it's easier said than done, but you know, give up IPL money for this season only. No, no chance. Go, go, go to county, go to county, score runs, and yeah. then come into the ashes, you know, yeah, in red hot form. And, and because this, this is an important ashes uh, for Australia, um, they need to follow up from their, from their last ashes, which they won in Australia. They need to do well in England. Um, and, and this is an important one. And having that fresh start at the top is really important for any team in, in, in test match cricket. So having Usman Kawaja in form, um, 
you know, certainly the most high, highest run scorer in the last two years. If David Warner matches his form, just imagine what what that Ashes, you know, what that could do for the for the rest of the guys in the in the team. So, but you know, that won't happen. Um, if if I was the selector, I would rather go with Cameron Bancroft. Um, you know, he he hopefully I I don't know if he's going for the county as well this season, but um. And if I was I was I was a select, I would hmm. pick Cameron Bancroft rather than Marcus Harris because we have seen Marcus Harris in England as well previously, and and he has struggled as well. Uh, yeah, I mean Bancroft was dropped in the last Ashes as well in 2019 there, but I thought he, I thought he, I think he can he can hold an end a bit better than probably what Warner can at the moment against Broad around the wicket. That just that scares the living daylight out of me. So <laughs> maybe go. Uh, Bancroft and Kawaja, but as Max said, there's there's a bit to happen till then. But but Warner coming in off uh, you know a truckload of white ball cricket in India, then heading into England for the Ashes, that's tough. So we'll wait and see there. But Bancroft does deserve a chance. He's been awesome in this uh, yeah. in the Shield season. Uh, Max, last question: uh, the big final this week. Uh, who are you leaning towards, and and why? Um, WA like me, or what do you reckon? Oh, it's it's a tough one to pick. Obviously, the last game they played um, on March 14, um, Victoria won by seven wickets, yeah, and that was on the back as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, your I think... your heart says Victoria, but your brain says Western Australia. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well I'm a, bit, a bit conflicted these days. Um, <laughs> um, but um. But yeah, look, I'd, I'd go Victoria. I think WA—they've had success in the Big Bash and the Marsh Cup. Uh, <laughs> it's really tough to do all three. So, and Victoria—they've got a strong side. Uh, they've got some youth, but they'll get back. I think Peter Hanscom. Yeah. Um, and Todd but Murphy. But it's going to be a tough game. And Todd and Todd Murphy. Um, mm. Yeah, that's right. So, um, it's it's going to be a really tough game and tight game. Um, so, yeah, I think Victoria just. Going to going to win that one, I, I think, and and, then, and Scott Boland is going to be playing as well for Victoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. You know, he's start, that's a big um, plus. Yeah, that's a massive. If yeah. if Western Australia do win, is that is that the first domestic treble that they that they'll get? Like they, they did know, it last Marsh, Marsh Cup, BBL, and Sheffield Shield. Or did they do it last? Did, they did it last. They win season, the I'm Marsh sure. Cup. Did they win the Marsh Yeah, Cup they won well? the Marsh Cup last season and the BBL. I'm sure they won the Shield last season, if I'm not mistaken, is my memory. Yeah. Yep. But uh, uh, that's no, something for the stats. They um, won the treble last we'll season. Have a check. I'm, I'm, I'm certain they did. We'll, ha- we'll have a check. We'll have a check. So if they do it again, maybe it's the second one. So that, that's something, that's yeah, something one, we need to, to dissect and, and, and something the other states need to need to dissect as well is, is from their pathways and, and how they do it, um, how their systems are set up. So... You know, Western Australia have done tremendous, have had tremendous success um, all throughout in, in white ball, red ball, everywhere. Um, and and yep. they've done certainly well in the age group national champs as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one thing uh, to look forward to. The Sheffield Shield final starts on the 23rd, will be streamed on um, Kaya Sports, will be streamed on the CA uh, website as well. Uh, starts at, I think, uh, if I'm correct, starts at one o'clock. Which is one o'clock for us, which is like eleven thirty four. Sorry, I think it's ten ten o'clock ten o'clock WA time. I think 10, 10 o'clock WA time. So yeah, what, yeah. what's that? What, what's, three hours what's that for us? 
three hours. I think it'll be, uh, yeah. think it'll be one, a, uh, 1 p.m. here, 10 a.m. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, WA did win the Shield last season. I, I didn't go crazy. Yeah. That did win the treble last season as well. Yeah. So, yep. Now that'll be really exciting at yep. the Wacker. Um, again, a, a good pitch, hopefully, and and really looking forward to that as well. I, I, I'm supporting Victoria. Um, I can, yeah, I can see that. I'm not a reporter, I'm supporting Victoria. <laughs> and, um, let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah be it's going to be exciting. Very, uh, very excited for that. And, um, and look, you got to say, Western Australia will probably have the home ground advantage playing on the Wacker. Yep. They know that they know those conditions better than anyone else. Um, so it'll be an intriguing contest. And look, looking forward to it starting on Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah, look forward to it. Anyway, uh, thanks, Max, for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Great to meet you and um, talk domestic cricket with you. And hope to you know maybe talk again around the Ashes time. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Max. Thanks, Nash and Charbel. Yeah, appreciate it, and uh, great to be on your podcast. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you. Good night. Thanks.